This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom Aleichem, everybody. Post, post the solar eclipse. Um, a lot of people have called me and asked me to speak about it a little bit. I'll speak about it a little bit. Um, just want to let make an announcement. Tomorrow, on Wednesday, in Queens at 8 o'clock, Mitzvah um, you can go to on Chazak's website or or Nava's website. We're going to do our first Navina Mankenu. Um in Queens. The first of the thirteenth is in Queens at eight o'clock. We'd love to see you. Everyone in Queens always says to me, Ray Wallace, when are you coming to Queens? When are you coming to Queens? So outside of Charlie Harari's father's pizza shop that I go to once in a while. A little advertisement. Um I don't go to Queens that often tomorrow night, Baruch Hashem, myself, <coughs> Rabbi Pesach Kron, and Rabbi Ben Shushan. We're all going to be there tomorrow night to give Chizik and Chaydash so we'd love to see everyone there. It's not going to be on Torah anytime. It's not going to be on the camera. So if you want to hear it and you want to see it, it's not being taped. you got to be there live. Okay. Uh, before we go to the Kabayosha tonight, let's talk about the eclipse a little bit. So what do we learn from the eclipse? There's got to be a Musa Haskell from the eclipse. So first of all, I didn't see this, just a thought. <coughs> when Hashem created the world, He created the sun and the moon equal. The moon said, this doesn't work. Um, the moon said, I need to be bigger than the sun. Sam said, you need to be bigger than the sun. No, you need to be equal with the sun. So the moon got punished and he got shrunk. Okay. Um, actually, I think he said the sun should be even the sun should become smaller. That's why he got punished. Okay, whatever. But anyway, it was, whatever that means, jealous. The sun and the moon have to be jealous. It's a malachim. It's hard to understand. What does that mean? You want to be bigger? You're 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 a creation of Hashem. I don't know the answer to that. But he got punished. What was his main punishment? Everyone thinks that it's his size. It's not his size. He gives no light. He's a reflection. He's a reflection of the sun. He has no light source whatsoever. The moon has no light source. Put out the sun, the moon has no light. There's no light coming from it. It's just a, it, it became. It wanted to become bigger. It became nothing. Not smaller than the sun. It, it gives no light whatsoever. The Kleistros compared to the moon... Because we're a reflection of our Kaddish Baruch Hu. We're a reflection of the sun. Without the sun, we have no light. Without our Kaddish Baruch Hu, we have no light. So what happened yesterday? What happened? The moon blocked out the sun. If somebody could look it up on their phone, the diameter of the sun... And the diameter of the moon. Well, being that none of my Talmudim have an iPhone, because they're all sitting here at Tzadikim with only flip phones, there happens to be an iPhone in the crowd because that person needs that iPhone for Shiurim only. Um, so he's going to let us know what the diameter of the sun is. You don't know what the diameter of the sun is? It's much bigger than the moon, huh? That we know, but... How many miles in diameter? How many miles in diameter is the sun? Anyone here know? The Reb is looking it up. 1,392,000 One second. 1,900,000. 392,000. 1,300,000? 1,392,000 kilometers. That's kilometers. Does it say miles? Are you an Israeli... An Israeli <laughs> iPhone? He's in an Israeli iPhone. No, it should say it in miles. Why is it saying in kilometers? 864,575.9. So the sun is 864,000 miles in diameter. And how much is the moon? I see these people who are listening to the show, they're like, they're not right off hand. 
2,159 miles in, in diameter? Yeah. That's not a lot. <laughs> that's about a thousand. That's less than, you sure? Because that's less than going near to snow. <laughs> or it's in diameter. Diameter. Meaning from one side to the other. So. It's not the circumference, the diameter. What's the circumference? Circumference is around diameter is right. true. 2,159 miles. Okay. So, an object that's 2,159 2, miles in diameter blocked out an object that was 864,575 miles in diameter. What does that teach you? What does that teach you? Perspective. Don't be a Bagaiva. You think, I'm the sun! Nobody can get in my way. Never said that. Right? No, I'm saying. The huge sun, and you see this little moony, right? This little moony, blocking him out. It's black. There's no sun. Total eclipse. What does the mission say, Pikiovos? There's no object in this world that doesn't have its time. Don't mess with anything in this world, because everything has its moment. Yesterday, the moon had its moment. And I was thinking in my head, I can't say it because it doesn't say it any safer, that Hashem punished the moon. That he became much smaller than the sun. But don't worry, moon. Once in a while, as small as you are, you're going to block out the whole sun. Ooh, payment plan. But I'll tell you what I learned. So there was a sign. Oh, man. Hold on. Is my phone here? There was a sign on Shemesh Shabbos' door yesterday. When I went to Davin early Mincha. Let's see if we can capture this. Hold on, guys. This is worth... Oh. I'm going to send it to your phone. And then I'm going to make it big, okay? Let's send it to your phone. Options. This is very important. Send picture message. What's your number? 929. Two eight five. Nine two nine. Two eight five. Two eight five. Zero three eight eight. Three eight eight. An unbelievable sign. Yeah, I have to read the sign. I'm and then, I'll, and then I'll tell you. Oh, oh, now they all have your number. Okay. Just, just call. <laughs> just call and say hello. Okay, everybody's watching this share. This sign. And this lesson I'm going to tell you today of the eclipse, I don't think anybody said. I don't think so. I didn't hear anyone say. The Gemara says, talks about the eclipse. The Gemara talks about it. So someone asked, why do you make a bracha? The Gemara says it's bad mazel for the, guy, for the, for the sun worshippers. You don't make a bracha on something that's bad for other people. How do you know that? With the, when we went through Kiyos Yamsaf, the Malachim wanted to sing Shira. Hashem said, you can't. My Bria is drowning, and you're going to sing Shira? Did I didn't you? say Shira. We were allowed to. Cause they, I believe because they heard us. And then we could say the book also because they heard us. What? So the guy was getting hurt, they're our enemies. So, we should have to so, so that's what I'm saying. So they're not getting, no, so, no, we can't. We, because they, the reason we were allowed to sing Halloween because they hurt us personally. Not, these guys are not. It's a bad mother for sun, for sun worship. You didn't get it? I got it. Okay, can you make it bigger? I want to read it. Ah. Okay, so anyway, I go to Shem Shabbos yesterday at 2 o'clock before the, before the eclipse. This is what it says. You ready? Message from Hatzalah. Do not look directly at the sun during the eclipse, Monday at 1.20 p.m. through 4 p.m. It could damage the retina of the eye. Please keep your children inside. Please publicize to others. That's, that's the sign. Robin Wallace, what does that do with us? I read this and I said to myself, wow. Listen carefully. Why are you keeping the children inside? Because they don't know. They don't know. 
So they're going to look at the sun. Let's talk about right, our eclipse, which is 70%. They're going to look at the sun. Being that's in the 70% eclipse, it's mostly dark. You can look at it without blinking, right? They don't know that their retina is being burnt at the time they're looking at it. So if you don't keep him inside, he's going to look up and become blind. What's the lesson of the eclipse? Very deep. You ready? So on a t- in a total eclipse, you're going to love this, Albert. You're going to love this. Nobody said this. What is this crazy as I am? In a total eclipse in Kansas, where they went 100%, took off your glasses, you could look at it. Because the sun was blocked. At 100%, you don't need to wear glasses. You can look at it. It's a black spot. No, the rays, see, that's the mistake everyone made. The rays don't penetrate the moon. Don't go past the moon. You're protected. If in total eclipse, you can look at it five minutes. It, won't, it doesn't touch you. What burns your eyes? When there's a little ring around it. So when it's only 70%, now that you can look at it because it's only 70%, but the part that you could see, that has crazy danger. But you're able to look at it because 70% of it is black. So, so what is the biggest danger, everyone? What is the biggest danger? When you know it's dark. When you know it's bad. When you know something is bad. You don't got to keep your children in. But when... There's a little bit bad, but the rest of it's covered. It's a little sliver. That sliver, because you think now, right, that you're safe, because it's not hurting you right away, you don't feel it right away, meanwhile, it's burning your retina. Keep the children in. This little machine, which is called an iPhone, right? If it was totally bad, it wouldn't be dangerous, because you know I can't look at it. But being that it's an eclipse, most of it is eclipse. I, what do I have to worry about? A couple of pop-ups on the side. I'm using it for learning. I'm using it for business. When you're looking at it, you don't realize that this thing is burning away your eyes. In other words, when you know something is chayshach, when you know something is dark, right? So, you know it's dark. So, it, it, it's not going to hurt you on the same level because... I don't want to have anything to do with that. It's when it's 80% dark, 80% safe, but there's 20% on the side that's hurting you, but you don't even realize it's hurting you. Hatola puts up a sign and says, listen to me. Your kid's going to go outside. Your kid's going to go online. And he's going to think it's okay. Because I don't feel like it's hurting me. It's not, I can look at it. It's not hurting me. That's when he's in the biggest danger. Keep him inside. Whoa, when I saw that sign, I was like, whoa, it's when it's, oh, when it's 80%, right? It looks, it's 80% okay, it's not gonna hurt me, because the 80% that's dark doesn't hurt you. It's the 20% that's light that hurts you. When you can look at it and you feel like, eh, it doesn't have an effect on me, that's when it's gonna make you blind. So total rot, total rot you're gonna stay away from. It's when it's 80% and there's 20%, and you don't realize that the 20% is really hurting you. Is that similar to... Uh, so it's like a, it's like, it's like a filter. No, it's like a filter. The filter is the same thing as, as, the, as, the, as the, uh, the eclipse. Right. It said, I'll leave this on, I'll leave that on. I need Facebook, I need a couple of little things, but the bad stuff I really filtered out. That's the stuff that's going to hurt. The, the stuff that hurts a person is the stuff you don't feel. That's what the eclipse is teaching you. What's hurting you? We, we, the sun, you can't look at. You can't look at it. You can look at it for a second. Your eyes can't handle it. You're going to close your eyes. But when there's an eclipse, oh, that's, 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 I, you, the kid can look at it all the time. He's not even blinking because it's 80% done. So that's when you get hurt. When you don't realize what it's doing to you. So when I saw this sign, it's keep the kids in. Don't let them out into the street in the places that they think Oh, this is not really going to affect me. I'm different. That's when you get burnt. That's when you get blinded by the satan. That's the lesson Rabbi Wallerstein learned yesterday from the eclipse. That's what I learned. That's what I learned. That's what I learned. All right. We're going to learn some, we're going to learn tonight some heavy stuff. I usually lose you, 
when I look inside, so you're going to have to concentrate. But this is the most neuridic kalayasha before Elo that a person needs to lead, to learn. I'm sorry if anyone gets a little bit scared about what he says, but he's real. And you know what? You got to learn. You got to learn what's real. Zot the kabayasha perek pei the eightieth perek in kabayasha. Omar I talked about the Arizal. Omar al Kodesh Arizal talked about the Arizal. Should be Yomav in his days. The bad people were very scared of him. Why? Babush Kishroy Oisam. Whenever he looked at a person, he would tell you right away. Like my, like Machuf last week that I used to go to, he would just guy would walk in, he would say right away, "Who's the girl with you?" There was no girl. He saw the girl that he this guy was with. There was no girl there with him. He saw everything. Anyway, so that Rizal, of course, is on a high level. He saw all the Prat-Ever, all the details of the averos. That they've sinned for fifty years. Even if you didn't do that Avera, but you thought about doing that Avera, he would tell them. The Risham would run away from him. <laughs> you want to get looking at you that can read you totally, right? Shleif talk about him. He shouldn't look at them. A yagin pishim and tell them they're averes. A person should think about this. In Kenyesh, Bushel Chlim Bnei Yulad Isha. You're so scared of a human being. That Rizal and Shruach Hakadosh Shere Olav, who has Ruach Hakadosh, Umakin Chatov, and he recognizes all your sin. Don't you have to have much more Busha when you come in front of the King of Kings, in front of His throne? Because going to tell you everything you did. They're going to be witnesses there saying, "You did it. I was a witness." Every night when we go to up, our, we go up after we go to sleep. We actually write in the book in Shemayim what we did that day. So they're like, we're not accusing you. Read from your book. Man, you're in big trouble. What's a person going to do when he leaves this world? Who knows if he's even going to get to stand in front of God? Maybe the bad angels are going to take your soul. You're never going to get to our Kodesh Baruch They're going to take your soul to a very dark place where there is no light. Until in that dark place they find something that you did right. Let's say the guy didn't nothing. He didn't do anything right, but he has a kid. Right? He's a Russia Marusha, but he has a kid that's learning Torah. <laughs> We see that there are a lot of souls, he was again, he was a very, he had Ruch HaKodesh, there are a lot of souls in the next world that have no way to get out because they never did anything good. Only got out because it's the of their children. So don't teach your children and don't help your children do Averis because they're going to take you into hell. Just the opposite, says the Kaviyasha. Teach your children to do mitzvah. So even if you're a bad guy and you don't even deserve to go in front of Hashem, but if they're learning Torah and doing the right thing, not eating cheeseburgers, but learning Torah and making brachas, they're going to get you out of the bad place. And he says, and you take a story, there's a thing called the Medrash Nelum. You can't get it. It's called the Hidden Medrash. It's not, you can't buy it in a bookstore, the Medrash Nelum. The, the Hidden Medrash, he says, there's a Hidden Medrash in Pashish Lech Lecha, and it's brought down in the Zayar Kadosh, and this is what it says, It says in the Kabanaki that the Arizal could tell you what you did in your private rooms and even what you did in the Gilgal, the Averis that you did in the Gilgal before you are living, while your bike was full, you used to run away from him. So you stock a bit about the same. He could see it by looking at a person's face. And many people would come to him, he says, and, and, and ask him to read their forehead, and tell them what they did, their various, and how they should do a tikkun. And he helped a lot of them with doing, um, with doing a, 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 a tikkun. Okay. Anyway, listen to this story. So it's written in the Zayar, but I'm going to read it in Hebrew, not the Zayar language, right? If you want me to read it in Zayar, it's good to hear. If you listen to Zayar, it, it, it brings you to Shamba up. So I'll say I'll say it in both. 
there was a person, Cardina, who went to the dark mountains. They're called Hare Ararat. Okay? They're a bad, bad place. And with this person, there were two tzaddikim. And they saw holes in the ground. There was fire and smoke coming out of the holes. And they heard from inside that hole where the fire was coming out, a person's voice saying, Oi, oi, Amru, where these two holes, there's two Gehenim. There's Gehenim Tachtoin and Gehenim Elyon. There's also two Ganadins. Ganadin Tachtoin and Ganadin Elyon. So he said, for sure, where these holes in the fire and the smoke and someone yelling like that has to be Gehenim down here. So the two tzaddikim sat there and they fell asleep. They started to doze off. And in their dream they saw, and they heard a, a, a painful voice. Of a person a person that was collecting, this is what they saw in their dream, right? A man who was collecting bundles of thorns. And he was carrying them on his shoulder. And two bad devil malachim from hell, were going behind him. And they lit up these bundles of thorns, with fire. And he burnt up with these thorns that were burning. They burnt him up also into, in the thorns. He was screaming in pain. That's what they had heard through the ground. Now they saw what was going on under the ground. And the and the two angels from Gehenna said to this person who was burning in the in the thorns, If you would have thought about the chesed that God did with you, then you would have been able to be like a tzaddik instead of having us two guys chasing you and doing this to you, you would have two malachim that would have watched you. Where do we know this from? We say it all the time. Hashem commanded you should have angels to watch you. That's the good people. Then you would have been saved from this terrible punishment. But you left Hashem. And you didn't listen to the Torah. And you did the will of Yetzirah, and you hung out with bad people. Ah, so therefore, why are you being burnt in thorns? Because in Yeshaya, he calls Rishayim, Kaitzim Kisuchim. So he calls them thorns. He calls them. So therefore, you hung out with them. You did Averis with them. Now you're getting burnt in, in, in Kaitzim. So these two people that were there felt very bad for this guy. Oh, mother said, "Hi, Gavri, you, Yehudai, Jew, Luchayava, that you're so chay, manat. Who are you? We see you suffering. Who are you? I'm a Yehudani. I'm a Jew. I did a lot of averes. We're going to talk about this tonight, and I don't know my name." So the guy that was burning in Gehenna, or wherever he was burning, he didn't know his name. He forgot it. I keep asking these two angels from Gehenna, what's my name? They won't tell me my name. He doesn't know who he is. And also, what I forgot my name because I'm being so I'm going through so so much pain, more and bitter, and bad. Every day they burn me in these thorns five times. The whole yom shalosh pa'amim during the day three times. The whole lailish day pa'amim, and at night five uh, two times. Why five times? The fishavat lechamesh arayish b'tayra. He did averus with five different arayas, so he gets punished five times a day. They asked him, "Where do you come from?" Okay, you don't know your name. Where do you come from? The he said, he comes from the Galil." In Eretz Yisrael. And he had a little boy, and he died, and he left this little boy in the Galil. 
I did a lot of Averis. And the Malach, who takes care of the grave, said to me, when when I died, they were putting me in the ground. Before he came to the world, who swore that he's going to keep the Torah. Now he didn't keep it. Oi to the hands who touched things they weren't supposed to. Oi to the feet who ran to do things they weren't supposed to. When they were hitting him, they were hitting him very hard. While they were hitting me, they told me every other I did. And I was forced to say, MS, it's true. I did all these averets. When you're in the next world, you can't lie. Because my soul and the angels that were standing there had everything written. And it was written everything I did. And underneath everything that was written was my signature. So he's in big trouble. So these two, and I'm going to tell you who they are. So this this person who went, who dreamt and saw all this and heard him crying, he decided he's going to help him. So he knew that this man, he didn't know his name, but he had a child in the Galil. He went through the whole Galil. He said, Did anyone die lately? He left the child. They said to him, Yeah, that boy, he, he goes to the butcher shop. He works in a butcher shop. We know who it is. Who Russia Kaviv, and he's a Russia like his father. He's no better than his father. Hola, high Gavra. We're going to see who this is, who the high Gavra is. This man went to the butcher shop. His mind of Tina, and he stared. He found who the boy was. Roy, I show you was playing around with all the other kids. He went over to the boy. He said, Beni, let's eat. Come with me. Hola, you tell you went with him. The Hilbush, I say, he bought him clothing. He gave him over to a Rebbe. Who taught him Torah. So this is the kid of the father that died that was getting burnt in the thorns. Follow who this is, right? Okay. So this man went and he helped him. He bought him clothing and he bought him a Rebbe. He learned a lot with the child. He became a And then this rabbi who had a dream taught him how to say that of Torah, I guess by mitzvah, he became by mitzvah. And he became very smart, this boy, until he became a Rebbe, people called him Rebbe. The Russia, the father that was being burnt, came to the Jew who saved his son, Rebbe, he called him Rebbe. Hashem should console you the same way that you consoled me. When my son, by mitzvah boy, read the Haftarah in the Minyan, they released me from a Din Kasha. When, when he was the Chazen, and he said, Kaddish, they ripped up my whole Zadin. When he became smart and he became a Rebbe, they crowned me. This is the guy that was burning in the fire. They crowned me with the crown of tzaddikim. He said to this man, "You did this all for me. You took my son and you made him a tamachacham. You should be praised. You brought me to Gan Eden. You should be saved in this world and in the next world." Now. Let's go to the Kavanaki. Listen to this, guys. So, what's the story with this not knowing your name? We know when you come to Shemayim, they ask you your pasuk, right? What does it mean that he didn't know his name? So, let me read you from the. People who are chayav to go to Gehenna, they don't remember their name. Okay? 
When a person leaves this world, the Machamavas comes, the Yashua Kivra sits on his grave, and he hits him, and he says to him, Come, get up, tell me your name. Hashem knows I don't know my name. They give him back his soul and they put him in front of the bezin. How should a person make sure that when he passes away he doesn't forget his name? He should read the Pasik that is connected to his name, like my name is Zechariah. So Zosman Shimon You should know your Pasik. You should know your Pasik. How do we know this from a Rashi and Micha to Shia Yershimecha? Anyone who says that Pasik about his name, it'll save him from Gehenim. Okay. She says from an Arachaim in Pashima Yelech. The name that a Jew has, it's the name of the Neshama. That Risham will not remember their names. Because the Russia doesn't have his soul anymore. It was captured for him. They don't know the name. Well, my shame, the nefesh has a name and they don't have a nefesh. Wow. Naim Elach, the Naim Elimelech says, The name that's given to a person is not to his body, but to his soul. We see, wow, listen to this. This is crazy. Naim Elimelech, listen to this. How do I know this is true? He says, a person sleeping, and you try to wake him up. If you push his body, without saying his name, it's harder to wake him up. When you shake someone to wake up, you're like, David, get up, get up, get up. So if you say his name, David, get up, get up, get up, he'll get up a lot faster, says Naim Elimelech, than if you just say, get up, get up, get up, and you don't say his name. It's Naim Elimelech. Is that why? When a person's sleeping, it's hard to wake him up. By pushing the body. But if you call him in his name, you're calling his neshama. Ah! Then he's going to wake up much easier. What? Dorm counselors know this. 100%. In fact, you don't even have to push him. If you call him by his name, he'll get up. Much faster than if you don't call him by his name. Then you just go clapping. Alright, so we see from this story how a child could save his father and how this Rebbe cared so much about another Jew that okay, he had a son in Galil. What's my problem, right? He went to the Galil, bought him clothing, taught him Torah, made him into a Rebbe, and in the end took his father, his father had no schusim, Took his father out of Gehenna and brought him into Ganeidin. Okay? He says, We see the same story. The Chaim, what's he knew? Gam came, Mice, Rabbi Akiva. Story of Rabbi Akiva. Shabagabah, the Russia, he met a Russia. Volume Ashkis and Dunno, I said, Russia, we saw him. And the bad Malachim were judging this Russia with big Yisurim. I showed Rabbi Akiva, I saw Rabbi Akiva saw him suffering like this. So he said to him, Amy Eshlo Ben, do you have a son? Yes, I have a son in this and this place. Rabbi Kiva went to that place. He taught the child how to say Kaddish. He taught him to say Immediately, the Russia was freed from the Torah. And it was revealed to Rabbi Kiva. They left him alone. Rabbi Kiva Amma. Hashem zikol davado mizel with arishal adam. This should wake us up. Shiyatam eno v'shgacha gedol abanav. Listen carefully, everyone out there. It's not Rabbi Wallerstein's way, different than other people's ways, and all the stuff that's all over the place. It's a kavayasha, three hundred years ago, parak pay, and he says, 
You want to do the right thing? It should wake every person up. Put your eyes and watch carefully on your children. To teach them the Torah of Hashem. And to bring them up with years Hashem. Because in the end, even if you don't deserve to go to Aden, if you bring up your children correctly, your children will be Mazaka their parents. And if someone lost a mother or a father, the, the child should be careful to say Kaddish, with all his strength. It could be a Muslim when he says Kaddish, who may be Lamala Nishmas Even if his father and mother are in Ganeiden, Hatachtoin, right? In the normal Ganeiden, if the child says Amen with Kavana, he will bring them into Ganeiden Elyon. Not like the children who say Kaddish. Because in their eyes, oh, I have to take cash for my parents, I have down for the Amen, oh, it's so hard. They don't understand what Kaddish is. They don't realize that the whole Maish Shemayim and Oretz is totally in Kaddish. The words, Yehei Shemay Rabba, Varachli Lama Meomaya, hey, and I checked it out. Chavches Oisios. Yehei, not a main. Yehei Shemay Rabba, Varachli Lama Meomaya has 28 letters. Just like there are 28 words in, in Yeheshme Rabbah, there are 28 words in Bereshish letters in Bereshish Bara Elohim as Shemayim as Aretz. Beside, it says in Tehillim, Kayach Maisov, the 28 letters of Maisov of creation, Higid Laamoy. So you have 28 letters in Yeheshme Rabbah. 28 letters in Bereshit's borrow the first Pasuk, and 28 letters in the first Pasuk of the Seret HaDibras, Vayidab Elohim as Kol Advarim Eil Aleimah. Lechein Diafoheim, Atzav Rabbeinu Yehuda Chassid, Yehuda Chassid said that when you say Bereshit, and Vayidab Elohim, and Amen Yehesh Merabah, you should always have in mind that it's 28 letters. Alkein Tarech Adamoy Mekash Achav Yimoy. person who says Kash after his mother and father, Lemba Kavana Gidoyla, to say it with Kabbana Gedola. The Gabbachuyah Ba'avah Lama Kain Amen Yehesh Meirabah. He says a lot of people make the mistake. They say up to Amen and then they let the cow says Amen Yehesh Meirabah Rachel Amen Mavaya and the, the person with the Chazan says just ends up Yisbarach and goes continuously. He doesn't say Amen Yehesh Meirabah. He says you have to be very careful that you also that whoever's saying it has to also say Amen Yehesh Meirabah. So now we have a problem boys. What happens if someone has no children? Who's going to get them out of Gehenim? Or get them into Gehenim? And someone who has no children, he has to take care of a Yosem in his house. And bring him to Torah. Maybe the parents of this Yosem were Rishon. But you're bringing this guy up. And he's going to do mitzvahs. And he's going to be Mizaki's parents. You're doing even bigger. If you bring up your children to save you from the bad and put you into Ganeiden, okay, you have an interest in it. But here, you're bringing up a Yosem. So his parents are going to be saved. It's even bigger. But this is what I want to tell you. Who's the person that, that saved that kid's father, that kid for the father? I believe, I believe they were with both of you, Rebbe. Rebbe, Rebbe did version by Yochai's grandson, yeah. and the other person's the son, grandson also. Yeah, I grandson. believe it was Rebbe. That's his thing. Rebbe's Rebbe is a generation. But he says the following. And this is really the point of my whole speech here tonight. Because everybody's mixed up today. You give your kid what he wants, even if it's not good for him. You help, you help him do Averis. Well, what do you do, Rabbi? What are you supposed to do? So this is what he says, and it's very scary. 
כשם שברא טוב ומזעקה אבא, תוס אייקה גוד צ'יילד, איז מזעקה איז פרנטס, כך ברא בישה, a bad child, who gurim the ma'anshinus of v'yimmo. He causes his parents in the next world to get punished. V'chol z'man sh'av v'yimmo y'kayamim. And this, I'm reading you from a kaviyasha. V'chol z'man sh'av v'yimmo y'kayamim. And all the time that the parents are alive. V'loi ha'yim achichan as menam. And they didn't discipline their child. They went the other way. Whatever you want, I'm going to give you. So it's their fault that the child is sinning. And therefore, they're going to be punished in the next world for what the child did. But someone who has a small child. If the person is not alive and someone else brings up his child and he brings him up the wrong direction and the father doesn't, doesn't get punished because he didn't bring up that child that way. But if he did, just like a child is mezaka in the next world, a child, if he's doing averis, the parents get punished in the next world if they didn't put into the kid what they were supposed to. It's not their fault. If they did everything what they were supposed to and he went off the derech. If you helped him go off the derech, l'chein avon abonam pagir Allah voice. What about the first mindset? The first what? mindset, the father had nothing to do with, with saving the son and bringing him to tshuva. So the biggest chesed you can do, is what he's saying here, is that Rebbe brought the child back, so the child helped his father get out, and it wasn't Rebbe's child even. It was the biggest chesed he could do. No, but the mindset of the father didn't even help his son. The only thing you only get punished for... The father didn't get punished. In the first place, the father didn't get punished because the guy went off to Dara. The father got punished because he was a Russia. He needed help. But why should the son help? Let's say the the father is a good guy. But he didn't discipline his child. He didn't bring him up. And his child now is a Russia. The father's going to pay for that. That's what he's saying. What if it's like it? The no father's what? a Russia. And the son's a tzaddik, but nothing to do with the father. Right, so I'm telling you, so that's a big chesed that this guy did and the father would get out of Gehenna because the son says, Yiskadlo Yiskadesh, and the main Yehesh Meirama, it's going to help him. But I'm saying it, it's the on the good side. Hashem's always like that. Somebody else to help them. So it's the same thing. If the father didn't brought him up correctly, he wasn't alive. That's what he's saying here. He wasn't alive. And somebody else brought him to do Averis, so somebody else is going to get punished, not the father. It's exactly the same thing. The good and the bad. What? He's not to me the Torah. He's doing a tikkun for his father. Right. But he, came, now, but he, but he became a rabbi. What? He doesn't get punished, right? That's how Hashem, that's always, right? That's how Hashem always does it. So it's chesed, putting it. Hashem's giving chesed, you did the investment. Go for consequence. Consequence of the boy doing something right is bringing his father in, in what to call it. Arcane. This is how he ends off the parak. Listen to this. Arcane. Therefore. I wrote for you a separate parak. When it comes to bringing up children, a father is commanded to discipline his child. And his child is commanded to listen to his father's words. Why? Because if the son in the end is off the derech, the Gemara in Sanhedrin Nun Bey says that people are going to say, Arush is there, Yuladai. Cursed is the man that gave birth to this kid. Arush is there, Gidloi. Cursed is the man who brought up this kid. What does that mean? If he brings him up correctly, then he translates busha. Then he'll go into the next world without any embarrassment. Amen. Can you write something? Says the If somebody else he dies and somebody else brings him up wrong, the and because of that, the kid goes off the derech. They don't punish the father. The person who took him off the derech, he's going to get punished.
person who gave him that advice to go off the derech, he's going to get punished. Not the father. The father didn't do anything wrong. You hear what's going on? Okay. That's Perry Pay. You have to bring your children up correctly. You have to do the right thing too. You have to bring your children up correctly. A child has a chance. I believe the story of Rabbi Kiva, from what I remember, he was all black. In coal, he was all black. He saw the father that was all black. He was also carrying a fire or wood or something like that. He was all black. And he asked him, why are you black? And he said, whatever. And he went then to teach his child and he took him out of there, from what I remember. Yeah. Yudches, it says Yudches. It's a Medjish Tachub and Pashish Nayach. In the Beis Yisef. Yeah. But he did the same thing. He says a story here. He didn't even know. He didn't. His wife was pregnant, and he didn't know what she gave birth to. If it's to find that if he was a boy, and they found Harihu Arel, the boy was never gemalad. He right away gave him a He taught him Torah. And this kid was such an RL, you hear this, that he wouldn't learn. This is for, for me, I should learn a lesson from this and everyone who's a Rebbe. So he wouldn't learn because he was an RL and who knows where he came from. Rebbe Kiva gave him a Brismila and then he tried to get him to learn. He said, He wouldn't learn. Rabbi Kiva fasted 40 days in a row so that this kid should start learning. How many Rebbe's fast 40 days? I never fasted 40 days that kids should learn. A lot of kids I did not learn in my class. This is why you're fasting on this kid? Hashem right away opened up the boy's heart and he learned Tyra. And he got up and he said, And they took him out of the the Dina of Shagahanam. You hear? You're teaching a kid. He can't get the Gemara in his head. All these learning disabilities, there's all these magazines that are writing about kids with learning disabilities. So Rabbi Akiva had a kid with learning disabilities that should write the story in the Mishpacha. He had a kid who couldn't learn. He threw him out, left him back, fasted 40 days in a row. Hashem said, who are you fasting for? He said, this kid, he can't learn. Whew, you're fasting for... Okay, I'm going to open up his head. And he started learning. He said, Baruch whatever it was, whatever. You hear, you hear a story like this? With, the, with all the write-ups and all this and that and, 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 and special learning. And a, 40 days in a row he fasted. So one boy who was a son of a guy that was burning in, in Gehenna, who was an Oro, didn't even have a Brismila. Rabbi Akiva, who, Rabbi Akiva, I mean, his Talmud were the, were the ones who brought Torah back to the world. Rabbi Akiva said, this little boy... Hashem, I am going to fast until you give him, open up his head. 40 days in a row. No? Maybe we should put that in Mishpacha. From now on, if your kid's not learning, fast 40 days in a row. How many people are going to fast 40 days in a row? Huh? Next term of Sorry Convention, we get up. I think you have a lot of thin Rabbeim. Huh? Uh, the parents have, you're right, the parents before the Rebbe. Rabbi Akiva wasn't his Rebbe, so it's even a, I'm saying it's a 100%. I think 100%. Bahab is good enough. What? Bahab, generation. No, it seems to be, no, it seems to be, you see the last one Hashem set there? What? Too much blame on the Rebbe. The parents should fast. Yeah, you're right about it. It's a very, what you're saying is true. What does he say here? But, but the godless is, the parents, you're fasting, you should. 
the parents, in fact, it's your kid. Imagine a Rebbe. He wasn't even his Rebbe. He was a little kid. You know what Akiva was? To learn with a little kid who, who was, was an R.O.? That's why he was Rebbe Akiva. Leo would be jumping out of his chair if he saw this. So again, what happened? The law you say will old Torah, she yoshev will rekeep with tennis and bomb yoim. Yotza baskov, oimra, alzea tomasana, you're fasting about this kid. Oma ribon shalom, bahaloi lefanecha, a rafti oisai. I'm, 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 I'm a partner in this. Miyaposakosh bochu will leave a glam the Torah. Hashem opened up his heart that he should be able to learn Torah. And then he tiro himself in Gehenim, they took his father out of Gehenim. The father came to Rabbi Kiva in a dream. You should know you got me into Ganadin, you saved me from Gehenim. Wow. Alright, one more short little vart. Perak Pei Kabayasha. Oh, the story? Yudchas. I am Bimanayas and Ma'ar. The shame is Sechtas Kalo, and it's brought in much deeper length in the Medjushia. Medjushia Chuba Pashas Noyach, if you open it up, we have it in the back. He was all black, and he asked him, Where are you coming from? And he was also burning in a bunch of. He was carrying, he was carrying on his shoulder a bunch of wood. If you want to go to the back and get a Medjushia Chuba Noyach, I'll, I'll read it for you from inside. It's in the back. What? Of course it was a Yid. He didn't know. He left his wife pregnant. If you, read, if you want to get a better Tachum in the back, Nayak. It should be straight back, yeah. It's, there's an English one. There's an English. He didn't know if he had a boy or a girl. So Rabbi Kiyah had to go find out if he was a boy. If he had a boy. He found he was a boy, and he wasn't Gamalad. He didn't even have a wrist Mila. This guy died when his wife was pregnant. Huh? I don't know what they know in Shemayim exactly. What they tell him, what they don't tell him. He was, he was, it's much for not everything, you know, because when the base region was destro- burning, Yemio had to go to Hebron to tell the others, they didn't know. Well, look, look at the Medrash, Medrash Echa, they had no idea. He woke them up, he said, Your children, the base region is burning, your children are being thrown out. They did not know. And the whole thing of, 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 of Haman, well, Yadnavi came to Moshe Abenu, he did not know. So I don't know if they tell them all the bad stuff, I don't know. What? Okay, you guys want to hear a crazy story? Crazy story. My sinifla sharambam, and we'll end with this. This is this is a crazy story. He got up one day, the Ramban, the Ramban, and made a made a speech in shul. He said the following: Kol any Jew. Shehemir does so, who gives up his religion, and starts serving idols. As I told you there, you all need to know, this child cannot be from the seed of a Jew. The Ramban said, if you meet a child that went off the derech, gave up his religion, and served the Vajdazara, the father can't be Jewish. Can't be uh, uh, from the zera of, of of a Jew. Kibavade whom zera umais, he's definitely from what are the Gaim. Okay, fair announcement he made. Big speech. Uh oh. It wasn't a couple of days later. One of the children of the Ramban went off the derech, gave up his. Rel- what? Ramban, Ramban with a nun. Went off to Darach. And so the Vajdazar. He made a big announcement. That has the father has to be a guy. He was the father. Now he's in big trouble. It seems to be that the priest heard about his big announcement. Ah, oh, he called him in. And he said, Ray, I heard about your big speech. But now I hear one of your kids. So what happened to your speech? You're the father. He couldn't understand it. 
If he went to his house, totally tzabrachim. When he came to his house, he sat on the floor. He felt worse about what he said. More than his kid went off the derech, he felt very bad that he made an announcement that any kid that goes off the derech and says the way to Zohar, the father can't be a Jew. And it, was, it wasn't true. He said something that was Sheker because his own son. His own son was off the derech. What? I'm telling you what happened in the story. I, I don't know what you find. I don't know what you find. I know what happened here. And and he stood up with his arm. So now he's very right. So he's very upset. He couldn't eat, and he couldn't drink again. He was more upset that he said a lie than that his kid went off the derech because he said a lie. It wasn't true. He wouldn't eat. He wouldn't drink. He was mamish. He was falling apart. His wife came over to him. And she spoke to his heart. I never taught this to you guys. Don't be, don't be upset. One time when I went to the mikvah, mikvah night, that was far away from the house. It was dark. I was on my way home to you, she told the Ramban. One of the Goyim saw her beauty. The Tiva Hashar, and this guy, this, what's the Sari, uh, officer, he told his servants to forcefully take the Ramban's wife to his house. And he was Ma'anes her. And she became pregnant from the guy. So she's telling her husband the story that he never knew. The Imbalai she said, if you think I'm only telling you this to make you feel good and you don't believe me, I have his finger. That I have in a box. Shigarasti, when he when he did this to me, I bit his finger off with my teeth. So the child that is off the derech, that's serving away the Zorah, is not your child. It's the child of this guy, and I have his finger to prove it. When he heard what his wife said, <laughs> he got up from the floor. And he was very happy. I'm not happy what happened to you. But that my title was true. He went to the priest, and he told him, you thought that the, the Torah is not MS. No, the father of this child is not a Jew. Oh, really? He didn't believe him. He said, call this officer. So they brought this officer, and he was wearing gloves. And the priest asked him to take off his gloves. But he didn't want to. So he told the servants, Take off his gloves by force. So they took it up by force. As he saw shachasa esma echem yadav that he was missing a finger. Mashal osa mativa shal etzba zu. Why are you missing a finger? He asked him. As hoydashan, he said, "I tell you the truth." Pamotim agamas eishit zakham yisrael. I once forced myself on a married woman that was a Jew. Bohai so yaiish egaretz etzboy b'shinan. She bit my finger off. Rambam, the Rambam got up and he said, MS, that our Torah is true. MS, and whatever the Torah says and the word of Hashem is true. Okay. We learn from this story. That it's all totally in the woman. Sometimes there's a bad man, but he has a woman that's a tznuah, he'll definitely have tzaddikim of children, even though he's bad, his wife is tznuah, sometimes it's tzaddik, therefore, we're talking to the ladies now, women, bring up your children in the right way, don't have pity on your child, 
Don't have pity on your child when his Rebbe or your husband is disciplining him. Well, Kachisha, how do you know that? From the Raya Bat Sheva, because Bat Sheva, the wife of David, the mother of Shlomo, when he woke up late, I told you the story, she hit him, she whacked him, because he had the, he had the keys underneath his head, and he was sleeping, and it was late. Ashra Ishra Isha. Blessed, we end with this. Blessed is a, a father and a mother. their children in the right derech, in the good derech. And if you do that, you will see them go straight. And you will be happy with them together in this world and in the next world. to everyone. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.